0: Hello, and welcome to the Activation Nation podcast, your weekly source of actionable advice from industry experts in self-development, health, life vantage products, network marketing, and more to help you activate your wellness, your business, and your life. Today's episode focuses on industry, one of the four pillars of belief. But first, the legal stuff. You may hear our guests talk about the income they've earned or how their health has been affected with life LifeVantage. Please note that the average annual earnings of a typical active life Vantage distributor in 2021 was $704. For the most up-to-date information, please click the link in our show notes. Any product statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, here's your host to dive into today's story to help you activate your life.
1: Hey, Activation Nation, and welcome to another amazing episode. In this episode, we're talking all about belief in the industry. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had the chance to sit down with Pro8's Brian and Holly Highfield, who have such an incredible story. Their background is so inspiring and how they built their businesses is really phenomenal. So listen up. I know you'll find their story so incredible to Brian and Holly Highfield. All right. Well, I'm here with Brian and Holly Highfield, who are no longer from Ohio, apparently living in Florida now. <laughs> Elite Pro 8s. And, you know, Brian and Holly, one of the things that I ask everybody is, I want you to think about before you join network marketing for this kind of intro to this podcast. And the premise of it is, you know, at some point, everyone's going to be pitched by their friend, their neighbor, you name it, about, hey, join my business, right? Yep. So, The whole purpose of this is let's give you all the information you need to know to make a right decision on, you know, should I join and and where should I join? But I want to ask you, what were your thoughts of this business, of this industry, the day before you joined?
2: I would, I would say initially, I mean, we're like most people. We, we didn't even know what network marketing was. <laughs> we, you know, my, my mom probably sold some Tupperware and some Mary Kay at some point. And so we, we saw it as a way just to make a little bit of extra money in the, in the beginning, but not really understand this as a profession and as an industry. Uh, itself and so uh, and and I know Holly was pretty skeptical about it because she had some family <laughs> members that
3: oh were- I was so skeptical <laughs> I was so skeptical you're right i I had a family member who loved network marketing but did all the wrong things and never really seemed to have success with it and it's just like every time I would hear from her I knew it was because she was in something new and different and it was like hey take a look at this and you know what can you buy from me and it just it it really put a sour taste in my mouth. And I honestly, I didn't have a lot of respect for the industry. I didn't see it as a way to earn a living. Not at all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I was very change. skeptical.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's changed since then. But I mean, there's a reason why Brian made the decision to get involved way before I ever got involved. Well, I, what was the reason? I was the fly on well, the wall. <laughs>
2: initially, it was, it was FOMO. It was fear of missing out. Because here I saw this this fantastic product and in a uh, with a company that's just getting started, and I saw an opportunity there. And what h- held me back initially was I was a busy person. I was so busy with my job and with running a small business and coaching volleyball and things like that, that where was I gonna fit this in? But I had this f- huge fear of missing out. I'm like, this could be huge, and I'm gonna be kicking myself if I pass on this, and it does turn out to be a big deal. And I'm so happy that I said yes, at that moment me because, too. <laughs> <and> <laughs> me Hallie too. So you
1: eventually came around. I,
3: I eventually came around, but I came around for different reasons. He saw more of the business aspect of it, and truth be told, I did initially start taking the product because she I had She was one some, of my
2: first customers. I yeah, was yeah. one of his first
3: customers, you're welcome. You know, that's what you do, right? You support so one another. So were you like dating at <laughs> we the time? We were t- dating t- at the time, we at married time. yet, right? We were dating at the time, and I had some things that were going on health-wise. Um and so I said you know I I will I'll I'll go ahead and and be a customer and and I'll be the I'll get on the product but um but yeah for me but it, that was kind of the it, as far as you were going to go to oh, support oh, this Oh, that totally. <laughs> totally. Are you kidding me? I was not t- investing any time. I mean it make you think less of him though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about what? that but I I, I, it, I saw it, her it, she she worked we worked both worked from home uh-huh. and every day I heard her on the phone yelling pounding on the desk. I knew she was just in a position where she was not in a good place. And and so that's when I started making it about her is when she started to be a little bit more open about it and, yeah. and I saw it as a path of getting away and out of that situation.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I had been with my company for 20 years and I was starting to feel the stress and the pressure and um, I was feeling overworked and underpaid and underappreciated in a certain point, I was just trying to figure out like getting the next promotion wasn't doing it for me. It just wasn't fulfilling me, but I didn't necessarily know, I didn't, I didn't know what else to do from a career perspective because that's all that I had known my entire life. And that's what I, you know, that's what my family kind of taught me to do. And so I was like, I thought I was doing what I needed to do and I was just going through the motions, but there was something missing mm-hmm. and the stress and the demands of the job were literally breaking me apart. They mm-hmm. I just was becoming a person that I didn't want to I didn't want to be anymore. And so I'm like, when he made the decision to tell me that I could use this as a way to get out of the, the job that I was in, yeah. I was like, huh. You know, I still wasn't all in, but I was like, Maybe you have my yeah, Okay. You have my Your first
2: question was, Okay, can I do this with you? Yeah, and <laughs> Yeah. I literally said, Can
3: I just do this with you? So, cause he went to the first couple events without me. I'm like, I don't have time for this. I have a real job. I have a real job.
1: <laughs> How'd that make you feel, Brian? She has uh, a real job.
2: Yeah. And, and I had a real job at the time too. Well, I'm using air quotes here, you know, a yeah. real job. But, uh, uh, you know, I was happy that she was o- now open to at least taking a look and getting involved in something we can, we could work on together.
1: That's awesome. All right. So you, you eventually came around, you made the decision. So I want to ask you this, um, Assume I'm looking at network marketing. What do I really need to be smart about when I'm trying to find like the right the right company to partner with? What do you need to look for?
2: Yeah. And there's you know, the, the, that list can be long and short. But I, th- I think the the top items on that list is, uh, you know, at least at least for us in our experience and looking at at, you know, the the hundreds, if not thousands of companies that are out there. But you've got to really be passionate about the product that you're representing. Um, and that's why most people actually join is they, c- they become passionate about a product. They really love a product, but that's not everything mm-hmm. that's going to make you successful. Yes, that's going to help you if you really have a great product and you're passionate about it because that excitement is going to help drive you. Uh, but there's really other things to consider. If you're really looking at this to make money, you've really got to look at how you make money. You got to look at the compensation model. And it's really gotta be worth worth your time because if you're not making any money, how long are you gonna yeah. put a lot of effort into it? Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: okay. And uh, again, I, I look at it as when, just like when you're baking a cake, you need to have all the right mm-hmm. ingredients. Not just one thing is going to make that magic happen. So what are and those ingredients? So, so like Brian said, definitely you want to have passion for the product or service it sure. is that you're going to be getting involved with. Um, knowing how you get paid is important because sometimes the upfront money can be exciting and you're like, oh, it gets money, quick money in your pocket. But depending on the pay structure, you may find yourself constantly having to redo that over and over and yeah. over, right? And so for us, it was about how can we create income that allows us to actually get back more of our time, right? So, and I don't know if I'm allowed to do this or compare (laughs) this, right? But think of it, real estate agents, right? They have to constantly be finding a new home to sell if they want to make money. And what I loved about this particular company was that we were providing products that were consumable products that people were going to use every single day in their life and they're going to then need to reorder it. It wasn't just like a pop and drop kind of thing, you know? So um, that was definitely important. The The other thing for me was, honestly, it really was a community, you know, coming from corporate mm-hmm. America and understanding and, and management and upper management and understanding the challenges that came with that. What I loved was being a part of a, an organization where everyone truly wanted to see other people succeed. I hadn't had that before. I mean, I had people gunning, gunning for my jobs and people didn't want to yeah. share what they know. You know, they want to tell you their their little secrets to how they were able to get to to that, you know, top VP rank. They're like you got to figure it out on your own. But that I felt Just was another totally part of the recipe. culture. Yeah. yeah. Completely yeah. different culpitude. So,
2: so we talked about product. We, we talk about community. We talk about compensation. I mean, timing is huge as well yeah. because, um, you know, you really want to get ahead of an industry, ahead of a trend in order to, to really capitalize and, and take advantage of that. Uh, and then, of course, the system is always important too because yeah. uh, as you come in, you don't want to reinvent the wheel. You, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't, uh, what's great about network marketing is it's, it's uh, it's the great equalizer because it doesn't matter what your background, what your education level, what your age. Mm-hmm. Everyone comes together and you plug into a proven system that uh, that works, and then you teach others to do the same, so that it becomes uh, more replicated uh, throughout everybody. Yeah. So those those are yeah. I you think don't the have critical. to have prior
3: experience, like you yeah. said. I don't have to be like okay, here's my degree in this, and here's my degree in that, or you know, I'm I'm not rattling off a resume. If I'm willing to learn yeah. and I'm willing to take the action necessary and show up in my business, then I can have the success that I want, whatever that looks like for me.
1: Yeah, And I, and I love being able to have that control to decide. You know, it almost seems to me like I'm, I've been in this industry about 16 years and people have, it's like they're afraid of what they don't know. Mm-hmm. They have a ton of misconceptions about what this industry actually is. So... Looking at where you were before you joined and where you are <laughs> now, what what's the biggest misconception?
2: Um, I, I think I think the business the biggest misconception is that uh, it often gets portrayed as something easy to do. It's easy to make money, um, and and the same rules of business apply to network marketing that other businesses. It's, sure. You know, so you you have to put effort in. It's not just you sign up and you go wait by the mailbox for the checks to come in. You know, right. it's it's you do have to put effort into. I mean, this. yeah,
1: is there a business like that? Like,
2: uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't if think there so. is, let me know. But <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't found <laughs> How one. Do How do I
1: get in on that one? <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: But that, I think it's the biggest misconception is that yeah. it's easy uh, to do and. I think people don't understand that th- this is a different skill set. You're learning a new profession. It's just like if you're starting a new job somewhere, mm-hmm. it's going to take you a while to get up to speed and and to get good at it. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, I think people quit way too early because they haven't spent enough time developing the skills to be good at this profession.
3: Sure. Right. And again, I think the another mis- misconception is is that you know oftentimes the cost of entry is so low, and so. The effort that people put into it, with the wrong expectations, whenever they get out of it. I mean, it, that for whatever reason, network marketing is. I hate to maybe use the word sleazy or scummy, or you know, there's, there's there's a lot of negative connotation that comes with the idea of network marketing because it's about selling your friends and people. And it's like, I'm not here to offer something that somebody doesn't want. That that's not what it's about. I'm here to be a solution provider. I'm here to offer somebody something that could benefit their life in some way, shape or form if they so choose to. Right. There's always someone who's buying and there's always someone who's selling. Mm-hmm. And we don't like to use the word selling because it sounds nasty, but it doesn't matter what business you're in. But for some reason, net- network marketing has carried that heavy negative weight so much longer. Yeah. Than, I mean, if you're if you're a, a, an, like if one of my friends were to open up a restaurant, of course, they're gonna say, hey, I'm opening up a restaurant. My big opening is this weekend, will you come? I don't eat steak. I don't eat red meat. But if my friend is opening up a steakhouse, you better believe I'm gonna be the first one in line to go ahead and at least go to that restaurant and give a review and-, and
2: Order sh- a salad. And, and I and just order a salad, salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and order a
3: salad. But what that- And pa- pay for it. Like, like, yeah. Exactly. And not ask, yeah, Right. But yeah. when my friend says, will you come to my restaurant? I don't think of them as selling me something. It's support. It's support. But if I join a network marketing company and I say, hey, I have some products that I think you could really benefit from from a health perspective. All of a sudden, you know, people take a step back. And
1: so I, I do I think, think there's a mindset that needs to get. That get mean, it needs yeah, to get it's changed true. There is it. A, it. I mean, it's no different than any other business. There's a transaction at some point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. And, and people are already doing doing social sharing anyway of things (laughs) they like. I mean, if you have a good meal at a restaurant, you're going to tell people about it. You saw a good movie. You're going to say, hey, have have you seen this yet? You know, have you seen Top Gun yet? I mean, I don't know how many times people ask me that. And they didn't. They didn't describe, they didn't tell me all about the movie and spoil it for me. They were just saying, oh, I saw it. It's really good. And so they're they're helping promote the movie, but the studio is not paying them to help promote that. I love that. that. Yeah. Uh, you see the greatest show on Netflix and everybody's saying, oh, my gosh, have you, you seen the latest episode? Of the, you got to watch this. So people are already sharing things that they like. Why not do it for something that, you're, as Holly said, provide a solution to somebody but also get paid yeah. for it?
1: What, what was the biggest thing? I mean – you know, I see talk to leaders all the time and the leader that they were the day before they joined their business versus the leader that they are a year, five years, 10 years down the road. Like you evolve as a leader mm-hmm. all the time. Well, what did you have to stretch yourself the most? Like if I again, if I'm signing up tomorrow, what do I need to be prepared for?
3: I feel like those are two different questions. Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) I think that's that's one of the hidden benefits that people don't talk about enough is the personal growth opportunity with these companies because there, first of all, there's great people involved inside the company that are are going to mentor you for free. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't even have to pay them. They're going to give you some great great secrets. So get ready to be coachable for that. And we struggled with that in the beginning because we came in both professional. people, one from a bank, one from an engineering, you know uh, a communications company. And think that we are just going to apply what we know to this business and not need anybody else's help. And How that,
1: hard was it to shift your mindset it, and uh, like it actually was be coachable? <laughs> it was, pa- <laughs> it like
2: was maybe painful. Maybe we should be... Who,
1: who was your who was your coach at the time? Maybe we should be asking them how <laughs> <hard it laughs> like, Do we want to be name dropping? <laughs> we, well,
2: we? the, the thing is, people were offering to be the coach. It's just yeah. we weren't open to you taking open. their we, advice. We, we weren't. And it wasn't until we started listening to... We, we didn't have a lot of success in the beginning. Until we started be open and listening to what successful people yeah. had to say and start doing what what uh, right. what they did.
3: I mean, I came from a job, again, where you were supposed to know everything. In the position that I held, I was supposed to know everything. I was supposed to have all the answers and do the presentations. And it was all about me. It was, And it was about putting my best face forward. But as you said, what really... What I learned through this process and the personal growth and development, it was like at a certain point. Again, it's not about you; it's about the team that you're growing and the people that you're serving, and and what are their goals and aspirations? What's motivating them? Right? In order to want to stick around and be a part of something that's bigger than themselves, and all of those things, you start to listen more. Yeah. Right. And when you ask for advice, you're not asking for advice, looking to have a response. You're asking for advice to take it in and then take action from it. So yeah. the coaching piece was was really big. Um, the emotional growth and development that was necessary to not be so reactive when things weren't always going exactly
1: the way that you wanted them to. Um, That's hard. There was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. I mean, especially, I mean, it's a total mindset shift mm-hmm. of almost if you don't have the answers, it, in some ways, it's like you're you're weak if you don't know this. Exactly. But in this industry, it's the exact opposite. Like mm-hmm. you should celebrate not knowing the answers and being coachable. Totally right. opposite. Absolutely. Enjoy
3: the process and being able to learn together, like you said, yeah. so that everyone can be a part of it. So that, again, it's not just you standing in front of the room, right? I love that.
2: Yeah, and people come up to us uh, now who knew us before we got started yeah. and and they noticed the change in us and they just said, wow, you guys have really grown, um, you know, as as professionals, as as people. And um, and we don't see it, you know, day to day, but it's it, it was good feedback. And, and I, I think we need to talk about the professional growth even more because you're not going to, as Holly said, you're not going to get that in the corporate world because no. you have too many people, your boss. Doesn't want you taking him his job, so you got people there, you know, in general, kind of, kind of holding you back and not propping you up. But it's the complete opposite with this industry, where you have a support system and you have opportunities to learn new things. Because so you don't know what you don't know, and I once you start that. finding those things out, um, you really start to develop into a better version of yourself.
1: I think. I think kind of another misconception, you know, right along that is. You always hear these amazing success stories and people are like listening to you thinking, well, if I could just be like them, I could totally do this. Mm -hmm. My guess is that you probably did hear no along the way at some point. You probably did make mistakes along the way. So what's that like? Should people be prepared to come in and just like smooth sailing? (laughs) Yeah,
2: <laughs> I wish it were that easy. I know, I know. It,
3: look, it's like with any new job, right? When you go into a new job for the first time, you're going to be nervous, you're anxious, you don't know what you don't know, you're maybe shadowing somebody. And so you start to do the hands-on and and you make some you make mistakes along the way, but you see those as, as a learning opportunity to say, okay, I, I will never do that again, right? And you keep moving forward to be able to get to your end goal within that role, that position. And it's the same thing here at network marketing. I mean, we, we did, we did a lot of the wrong things. I had a lot of people that I had a lot of respect for that I used to work with um, on my job that frankly, literally laughed at me. They literally laughed. um, And it was, it was, it was, it was heartbreaking. But what's, what's interesting is at the end of the day, and one thing I had to learn through this process also in growth is that every person's view of success is different. Every person's level of success is different. So someone can look at what we've accomplished and say, oh, I could never do what they do. And that's fine, you don't have to believe that, but you need to believe enough in yourself to at least be willing to get started to know what you're capable of yeah right it's with any other job or anything that you take on or you know you you maybe you starting you start to go skiing and you've never skied before you're gonna fall down a few times but does that mean you automatically stop
2: not necessarily
3: you work on it to master the skill so you can at least go down the bunny slope right you got to start somewhere and so um we did we had a lot of challenges and it wasn't just from people telling you no because life continues to happen your life's gonna happen Usually when you're on the right path is when you're gonna have a lot of quote stuff, I'll say stuff thrown at you that's going to derail you. It's gonna make you wanna second guess it. So what made you keep going? My my desire my desire to wanna to live a life better than what I was living meant more to me than going back to what I knew was comfortable. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. I I wanted to be a present parent. I wanted to know that I could dictate who I got to spend my time with. You know, if there was a loss in the family, I didn't want to have to ask for time off.
1: Yeah,
3: You know, I didn't want to have to, quote, take a pay cut because I needed to spend extra time with a loved one. There were just things that I didn't want to have to deal with because I didn't feel that that's the way that you should have to live.
2: Yeah. We, and, w- we had yeah. a vision. We had a vision for what we wanted for us and our future kids and and just where we wanted wanted to be. So we, we just held on to that vision and we just kept building our belief. We just kept stacking it up like blocks and, and mm-hmm. going, going to events and connecting with our team and that community just kept building up our belief in everything that we're doing, a belief in... Uh, the company we were with, the belief in the industry, belief in the product, and and then just building the belief in ourselves. And then letting other people borrow that belief if mm-hmm. as they're building it themselves,
3: or using other people. When we I were was gonna down, say, you had, mm-hmm. did you have oh, to borrow anybody else's? Brian, Brian knows I would get so excited when other people on our team were having success, or they were having little wins, or they were able to walk across the stage, and and I would always print out the list of everybody who was attending and what was their most recent rank and what did they accomplish because that's what got me excited. They fed into me the energy and excitement that I needed to also help to keep going because it was a constant reminder that it wasn't just about me. There's other people that are challenging themselves and getting uncomfortable and they're having those wins and they're believing more in themselves. And it's just, yeah, it it, it really, it just, if I, I don't know, that's how I am. I like to feed off the energy
1: of the, of our team. So I love that. I love that. So let me ask you this then. Um, as you are looking about, kind of the next step, you know. So I've, I've joined. I said yes. I'm in. I think sometimes there's just like false sense of I had success. I've, I've arrived. I, I've no. I I know it all. Like is that does that ever happen in this business? <laughs> I,
2: I don't think so. I mean, I, I look at some of the most successful people in our industry, and they still take notes. They're still learning. Um, and, and it's like anything with life. You're you're never. Uh, going to know everything. there's always going to be opportunities just keep building up on on yourself and become just strive to be a better version of yourself uh, every single day. just increasing what what you know, increasing your belief and, and increasing what you give back to others and uh, there's just always more to do. And so mm-hmm. you're you never I wouldn't say you never feel like you've arrived. There's always success points along the way um and something you're recognized for even and and but you don't i i can't see myself getting to a point saying oh okay i'm i'm done i'm there i'm, 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 there, I'm, I'm over it's right it's it's a journey and and uh, that's where we get the most joy is along the journey it's not the destination it's it's really just yeah. uh, everybody you meet and what you accomplish along the way
3: yeah i mean we still have our own goals we still have mm-hmm. things that we haven't accomplished um with even within our own business and our own team and so I think it's important to always be open to looking at things from different perspectives. And obviously life has changed and things have happened over the last couple of years that, is, that have forced us to maybe look at how we build our business or have conversations and interact with people in a different way than what we had when we also first got started. So I think to come into this business, it's, you know, it's, again, it's, it's not like, okay, I'm... I'm going to go ahead and be the best barista that there is, and I know how to make every coffee there is, so there's nothing more for me to know. It's, no, there's there's always a new level of how to invest in yourself and invest in your people. And yeah. depending upon the times and technology mm-hmm. and the way that we communicate, those are all going to play a factor in what it is that we do. So to not be open to other you know, perspectives, I think, is just...
2: Yeah. It's it's kind of yeah. naive. And, to, and we and so we're doing things. I mean we're learning the value you gotta of be humble
3: at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't I mean, honestly, there's no, you got to have right. a certain level yeah. of humbleness. Like I don't know everything.
2: But yeah, it's, so we've joined mastermind groups and just mm-hmm. learning and it's amazing because we walk away from those types of, of events and meetings realizing that we we've learned something new, that that we don't know everything. There's there's you just don't know what you don't know, and so you 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 keep learning along the way.
1: I love that. Always Always learning along the way, always evolving, always, you know, looking for, you know, what, what's next. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I see all the time too is people are joining a company or they're early in a company is that they, they find one area and they just zone in on it. You know, you talked a little bit about Brian saw the business, you saw the products first, and then it kind of married. And I, I'll say every successful leader that I've ever worked with has a balance. Like they don't just become a product expert or a business expert. They understand the products. They know where to point people. They understand the comp plan. They understand the business side of it. Um, but sometimes that business side is the scarier side for whatever reason. So how does somebody overcome kind of that fear if they have it of just leaning into the opportunity and really, really becoming an expert in the business side of this? I mean, yeah. I
3: think it's I think it's just about learning the industry. It's like anything, anything that you don't know can be scary Yeah, and you can be apprehensive. Mm -hmm. But if you are willing to take some of that time that in which you're building your business to learn a little bit more about the industry. Sure. Learn more about the success stories and how people got started. What did they do wrong? Because people are always like, oh, you know, how did you get to be so successful? I want to hear, I want to hear when you fumbled. I want to hear the things that didn't quite go the way that you wanted them to, to know what you learned to get out of that. And so, as with any job, the more you are willing to invest in the industry that you're in to learn more about it, then you become more comfortable in it. I think, and that allows you to build your belief and confidence, so that you're more inclined to want to share what it is that you have at least from a business perspective
2: yeah i mean everybody's got comfort zones and you tend to spend more time and what you're comfortable with so if you're more comfortable with product then you you spend your time there and that's what you find yourself talking about but uh you know we found this industry you really need to talk about both you know there needs to be it's that both, balance absolutely. in there
3: it's a buffet like you yeah like to say. I, I like to
2: <laughs> i like buffets, right because I, I like options and i like to have options all the sure. time and so uh, we we have something for everybody, and and so you need that balance because uh, we found that if you all talk about product, you're gonna you're gonna find customers, but if you balance it where you also talk about business, you're gonna find some people that are are looking for uh, a side hustle. They're looking for to make some extra money, and so you're finding those business partners when you also that. But you you have to become comfortable with both, and uh, and and not spend so much time in your comfort zone. You need to grow outside of that. Uh, what's the saying? It's like everything you want is just on the other side of fear or is just on the other side of your comfort zone. And so get out of that comfort zone and and expand your yeah, capabilities yeah. And, and develop that's, more of that balance. And
1: that's, that's how you grow. Yes.
2: Right? What's
3: yeah. next? You feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel I mean, fear. people are like, well, how do you? I'm like, no, I'm still scared as
1: you know what. But I'm just That, doesn't, it. that doesn't mean <laughs> that I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Right? I love that. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, my last question to both of you you know, we started this as, you know, put yourself in the position of the day before network marketing. You shared your story of where you were. One piece of advice that you could give me. What would it be that I need to know if I'm either considering a network marketing business or if I just signed up? What's the one piece of advice?
2: Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is that uh, allow yourself to be bad before you're good and then you'll oh, be good awesome. before... You're great. Uh, You got to give yourself time to develop that skill set to be successful. It's uh, the people you're seeing, they're not overnight successes, even if they appear to be. There was a lot of work, effort, learning, growing, going on that you just didn't see happen for them. It looked like an overnight success uh, and you see their highlight reel, but you don't see their lowlights. You don't see what they had to go through to get that. And so you have to put the time in, you have to, um, Uh, learn the skills and you have to pay the price to get what you want. And that you got to sacrifice that Uh, and, and anything worthwhile getting in life requires a little bit of sacrifice. And so you got to give yourself that time to go through those struggles to get what you want.
1: You see the highlights, not the low lights. I love that. That's 100% true. What about you? What's your one piece of advice?
3: I know he kind of, all right, well, I guess I I know (laughs) to to take, well, if I want to say something completely different from that, then it would be, you know, going, down the road, less travel can feel very lonely at times. And I think not only is important for you to be patient for yourself and be willing to not be great, but it's also extremely important to find a support system. If you're going to start a business and do something different, then connect with the other people who have what you have or that you want and be willing to get that support system, have those accountability partners, find people that you can tell them on your, on your best days and then tell them on your worst days so that they can encourage you or even just podcasts or certain, you know, authors that you enjoy reading things that are going to allow you to keep going on those
1: moments when you're really questioning yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's just so much about growth and leadership. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as I'm sitting here with you guys, you can tell that you've put in the time to really become solid leaders and it's evidenced in your business with all the successes that you've had. So thank you so much for for sharing with us. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see what's next for Brian and Holly Highfield. Me too. Thank you. I know, me too, right? (laughs) I love that. All right, thank you
0: guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Activation Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode tell your friends and share your biggest takeaways from today's discussion with anyone who could benefit from them. This episode is sponsored by LifeVantage Legacy, a nonprofit dedicated to improving lives and building a lasting impact for those in need around the world. Learn more at LifeVantage.com. We look forward to sharing more with you during next week's conversation. Thanks for listening and being an important part of the LifeVantage community.